Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Statement today from the NHL on COVID-19 testing results. The NHL saying it has had more than 250 players report to team training facilities for optional participation in Phase 2. Over 1,450 tests to that group of players, and they have resulted in a total of 15 players being confirmed to have COVID-19. Now, since June 8th, which was the opening of Phase 2, the league saying it's also aware of 11 other players who have tested positive for COVID-19 outside of this phase two protocol. So that is a total of 26 NHL players, either who have reported to a club facility for phase two or who have uh, stayed on their own during phase two, a total of 26 have tested positive for COVID-19. The NHL still hoping to get into training camps July 10th. I wonder if that will actually be the date that is a Friday. I wonder if they would do it Monday, July 13th, and then a possible start to competition late July or early August with the Stanley Cup being handed out late September or early October. It is still an if, but the NHL continues to work towards that, and uh, they put out, obviously, these Uh, more definite testing numbers today. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Hope you had a great weekend. My name is Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630. Chet, I am happy to hear from you. 780-496-0063 is the number to call. Also, that same number to text. Get me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. And you can email me, Inside Sports at 630Ched.com. The Hub Cities for the National Hockey League, have not been named. So now we expect it to happen tomorrow as uh, it's uh, been pushed back and back and back, kind of a day at a time. Thursday um, would have been, but then Vancouver dropped out. Friday, the attention was on that wild and wacky draft lottery with the undiscovered team getting the first overall pick. Nothing today, so we uh, expect it tomorrow. And then I guess if it doesn't happen tomorrow, we expect it the next day. Just keep waiting for that. Edmonton still in the mix. You know, Bob Stoffer and I were talking about earlier today on his show. Vegas appears to be the favorite. And Toronto perhaps slightly ahead of Edmonton right now. It is interesting following the COVID numbers in in these other two communities. Clark County is the county that includes the city of Las Vegas. They've been basically having at least 700 new cases a day uh, up to they had 734 new cases today. Compare that with Toronto, which has 609 active cases and Edmonton's active cases went up 15 to 257. Now, look, Edmonton's numbers did go up a lot in June. There were just 44 cases at the beginning of the month. But, I mean, basically, if you combine Edmonton and Toronto, they're in about the same neighborhood of active cases as the number of new cases Clark County, which includes Las Vegas, is getting per day. 
Now, again, it, it appears that, and the players are having a say in this, that, that, that they want to go to Vegas. And we're going to talk about that with Brian Blessing tonight, who uh, is coming up after the 630 News. He's the host of the Vegas Hockey Hotline in Vegas. And, you know, maybe if they go one Western city, one Eastern city, then by default, it's going to be Toronto. And that would leave Edmonton out of it. That would be tough. There are a lot of people in Edmonton and with Oilers Entertainment Group who have worked doggedly on this bid and who have had to adapt to a lot and have had to put a lot of sweat into it and a lot of effort and learn a lot about creating a safe environment and a bubble for the players. I mean, certainly Bob Nicholson, Tim Shipton, Stu Ballantyne taking the lead on a lot of that. So they've put a lot into it. I, I don't know if they're going to get it. They, they, they've put enough effort into it that you can say that they deserve it, but there are other communities in the mix here as well. So maybe we find out the hub cities tomorrow. The Big L says if this were all about safety, both hub cities would be in Canada, but it's not, so they'll go with Vegas and Toronto. Big L, uh, I've heard that from other people, and I, and I think if if it just came down to COVID numbers, I don't really know why you would consider anywhere in the United States. I think with Vegas, they're thinking the hotels are large. You can create a gigantic bubble. You know, maybe teams can have each have a pool area or something like that. You know, where so many restaurants in each hotel. Um, I, I think that's being considered. But then you wonder how tightly can they protect that bubble? And fair enough, that's a question anywhere. But if a player leaves the bubble in Las Vegas or a group of players decide we got to get out of this bubble, they're a lot more likely to encounter people with COVID than they would in Edmonton or Toronto. I mean, I think that's just the the law of averages and probabilities there. I, look, it, it's going to be challenging. I, I don't know if there's a, a perfect bubble scenario anywhere, but it still seems like Vegas is the front runner. In fact, earlier today on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, NHL insider John Shannon was asked if Vegas is a slam dunk. I think it's the odds on choice. Whether we call it a slam dunk or not, that's a, an interesting question. Uh, you know, what Gary and Bill and the Players Association are doing is they're taking a lot of advice from their medical committee uh, and their uh, and their outside um, medical experts on, on, on pandemics. Um, so if they feel that they can control it, they feel they can manage the bubble in Vegas, then I still, still think that Vegas uh, is... Uh, a preferred choice, yeah. All right, so that's how John Shannon put it. Maybe not a slam dunk, but a preferred choice. I, I, like you, have been hearing a lot of that over the last few days, and uh, maybe Toronto with a slight edge on Edmonton right now to be the other city. Roadhammer texting in, he says, I don't think the NHL is considering the fact that any player that plays in Edmonton doesn't even have to go outside to go to the arena. We have pedways everywhere that is from roadhammer yeah well the jw marriott obviously connected to the arena you'd probably have to use one or two other hotels but they'd be really close to the arena and even if you're walking outside a couple of blocks uh and you know maybe it's it's you're not interacting with people while you're doing that then i think you're still sort of in that bubble type area but yeah fair comment um you know always happy to hear from your your opinion on this i know there are a lot of different opinions out there i, I i've heard from some fans who say look doesn't matter to me where the hub is because I can't go to the game, so I'm just as happy to watch them on TV. Look, I, I, I would think because OEG, along with the province and the city, have been pursuing this, that there is going to be some sort of economic benefit. I mean, if it was, I think if it was just OEG that wanted it, 
but the city and the province looked at it and sort of like, well, I don't know, what do we do with this? Then, you know, I don't think it would would have reached this level, but they're 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 all going after this together. So I do think there would be some sort of benefit, you know, to the hotels, maybe some some economic impact. I'm sure not as much as if it was a normal situation and and you had people buying tickets and going to games and all that kind of stuff. But you know, I I do think it, it would be a benefit. Uh, and and again, they've they've been going after it, and good for them. Maybe Edmonton right now in the three hole, but as we've seen with this, things can change a lot sometimes in the course of just a couple of hours. Also today on Oilers Now, I want to quickly get to this clip. Jerry Johansson, Edmonton-based player agent, commenting on his players' willingness to play in this tournament. talking to them pretty regularly, and I think that players are pretty much like any other slice of the population. I think certain players are probably more worried than others. You know, and some guys have young families and elderly parents and all kinds of stuff. So I think it's sort of the, it sort of probably matches up with what everybody's going through. But, but I mean, these guys, you know, more or less, they're buckled up and ready. I mean, they got called to action, so they're, you know, they're going forward. And uh, hopefully, it sounds like they have a pretty thorough plan to test players and to you know and to take precautions you know and have a plan for dealing with positive tests remember that news conference bill daly and gary bettman did and daly outlined that once players are in the bubble for the return to competition that they're likely going to be tested daily so every night they they go to bed and they get tested and one thing daly said with that is they they would want to go into a jurisdiction where they're not inhibiting tests for people who might have symptoms or who might appear to be ill. And that's the advantage is to go into a place like Edmonton or even Toronto where you have lower COVID numbers um, than Vegas. So, and that was the hang up with Vancouver where the province of BC said, look, if there's a positive test with a player or two, we we would want to shut down that series. And the NHL has said, We don't want to stop a series if a player gets sick. We want to quickly identify that that player is ill, have all his teammates and all the people around the team tested as well, remove him from the team environment so he's isolated. If everybody else is healthy, they go out and play. It'd just be like that player is injured and is going to have to miss X number of games. That wasn't the case in Vancouver. You know, I think these other jurisdictions are more accommodating for that. Luke says... I say Edmonton and Vegas for hub cities. And if this drags on to August, cancel the season. It's no use after that. That is from Luke, 7804960063. Well, Luke, I, I mean, we, we have to acknowledge all the possibilities here. And I, I think th- th- you know, those of us talking in, in this time slot have recognized that all along. There's still a chance there might not be a season. I, I think it will happen, which maybe two months ago, I wasn't quite so sure because of, of, of where we're, where we were at. I think the NHL has done a lot of work. I think OEG and the other ownership groups for the teams have done a lot of work. They want to play. I mean, there's money on the line. I think historically they'd like to have a Stanley cup champion in that slot in the record book, as opposed to having the uh, season canceled because of coronavirus. Just like when you look back on hundred years ago and the Spanish flu wiped out the Stanley cup between Montreal and Seattle for now don't get me wrong i think the financial reason is number one but they want to finish the season is it an absolute total slam dunk they finish the season it is not i i just i still think they're waiting and seeing what is going to happen and that's why they're waiting 
with the announcement of the hub cities because they want to be really, really sure about how the numbers are looking in whatever community they go to. And they want to be really, really sure that they have as close to an impenetrable bubble as possible in those two host cities. All right, 780-496-0063 to call or text. It is 17 minutes after 6 o'clock. Quick timeout on Inside Sports. This is a band called Heat. The song is A Shot at Redemption. Uh, the Slaw Champion, Roadhammer, sending it in. Roadhammer likes the music coming back from break. That's good. He is. He's yeah. a good Slaw Champion. I'd say the best one we've ever had. All right. 780-496-0063 to call or text. We'll have Brian Blessing from the Vegas Hockey Hotline coming up between 630 and 7 to talk about the situation there, how they're looking to be... Uh, a hub city for the National Hockey League. This texter with the positive energy text of the evening, simply saying, guys, NHL is not coming to this impending dumpster fire we call home. It's fun to dream, but be real. Hey, buddy, I can't help being a dreamer. Jay Bueller, loyal texter and listener to the show, says all the players would easily fit into the JW Marriott, coaches and support staff, et cetera, into the Sutton all on one quick pedway system that maintains the bubble. The only reason Toronto is still in it is because that's the center of the universe and all that entails. Vegas is a mecca. Of course they want to play there. If it was truly about safety, Edmonton would be a natural fit, but there is politics in this. As far as announcing the hub cities, that shouldn't be done until the last minute. If host cities need two weeks to prepare, then they should decide two weeks before using all the current medical data. All right. That is from Jay. Corey, who is an alumni of the Lloydminster Comprehensive High School Barons football team, a team I used to cover. Corey, nice to hear from you. Hey, Reed, how would the number one pick work if the playoffs don't happen? And uh, Dan texting in that question as well. Okay, guys, good question. Elliot Friedman texted that the other night uh and if I, I if i can find his text quickly enough i will read it for you uh word for word but basically if if the season doesn't happen then the eight teams that would have been out of the playoffs anyway so not the oilers would get put into a draw and they would each have a one in eight chance 12 and a half percent to uh, win the first overall pick. So if they if they didn't finish the qualifying round, then they said, okay, we're just going to take those eight teams that are in the tournament that would have been in, that would not have been in the postseason tournament otherwise, and uh, they'll each get a one in eight chance. So the, in that situation, if the season were to get canceled, the Oilers could not pick first overall. If they play the qualifying round and the Oilers win, the Oilers cannot pick first overall for the Oilers to get the first overall pick. They would have to lose the qualifying round. 
and then be picked with a 12.5% chance in the subsequent second lottery. Here's what Friedman wrote Friday at about 6.35 p.m. If, for whatever reason, the play-in cannot be completed, the remaining bottom eight teams will have a one-in-eight shot at the top selection. That's obviously not the Oilers because they were uh, 12th overall in points percentage, ninth overall in points. So that, hopefully, guys, answers your question. Uh, it's it, it was an odd one with uh, with the draft lottery. Bob and I were talking about it in his show today, and I said, I don't know, I, I think that's what the NHL didn't want it, that, that that's what the NHL didn't want. And Bob said he talked to a couple of people who thought, well, this builds drama for the league. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess it does. It does build drama for the league, but I, I think it would have been better to actually name a team. And I don't know why they couldn't have held off doing the draft lottery until – after the qualifying round, when you actually know the 15 teams who occupy each slot, as opposed to having the seven teams, one through seven, and then the fictional teams, A through H, in the other eight slots. I don't know why you, you couldn't have waited and just held one lottery then. I mean, the draft is pushed back till after the playoffs anyway. But, yeah, if there's no season, then they just take the eight teams out of the 24 that wouldn't have been in the playoffs anyway and uh, they'll each get a shot at the first overall pick. Different times, for sure. 780-496-0063 is the number to call or text. Always appreciate your feedback on this. I know there's a, there are a lot of questions. I know there are a lot of different opinions about the, about the hub cities and how the bubble should be done and uh, if and where the games should be played. All good stuff, guys. Appreciate it. Okay, here's what we got coming up. Joaquin Gage is going to join us tonight. Former Oilers goaltender, always entertaining and always opinionated. He'll check in between 7 and 7.30. And when we get back, we will go to Las Vegas, our buddy Brian Blessing with the Vegas Hockey Hotline. What's going on? This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. On there in their quest to be a hub. Coming up. Good to have you tuning in tonight. Brian Zimmerman from the Washington Nationals. Teammate Joe Ross deciding not to play this season. Nationals GM Mike Rizzo saying Zimmerman and Ross opted out for the personal health and safety of themselves and their loved ones, adding that the team supports their decisions. Baseball going with 62 games this year. And Ontario Premier Doug Ford says city, provincial, and federal authorities have kind of gave their approval, but the Toronto Blue Jays are waiting for a letter of support from the federal government. He also says Ontario's chief medical officer requires a few tweaks to the plan. We'll see how it goes with baseball trying to play games in uh, home cities, but they have said they could go to uh, neutral sites or hubs if they need to along the way. Reed Wilkins with you inside sports on 630 Chad. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Another episode tomorrow. We may have hub city news to talk about a best of edition on Canada Day 
on Wednesday. That'll be fun. We've had a lot of cool guests over the last couple of weeks, so we'll recap some of the best. Speaking of some of the best guys to talk to, it is Brian Blessing from the very popular Vegas Hockey Hotline in Las Vegas. Brian, how are you doing, buddy? Another day at the beach, Reed. Two steps forward, one step back. I don't know, kid. You tell me. I'm dizzy. <laughs> well, it's it's easy to feel that way with everything that's going on and everything that we're used to happening that, that is not going on. Uh, look, it's great to talk to you. Our two cities appear to be in the final three for the two hub city spots, as we saw last week with Vancouver. A lot can change in the course of an afternoon or a couple of days. Um, you know, John Shannon was on Oilers Now with Bob earlier today. He, he, he said, the way he, did, he described, he said, Vegas isn't a slam dunk but appears to be in the driver's seat. You're right there, Brian. What's your summary? You know, it's been so eerily quiet here about it, Reed. And I, I think the league desperately wants to do it here. And I know that the cases have gone up and there, there's been a spike. And it, part of me says with each day that they're waiting and waiting, that they're just waiting to see, you know, what the cases are going to be here. But I guess in the grand scheme of things, like they had 697 new cases over the weekend or on Sunday. But I guess part, and now the governor just said he's going to extend phase two of the reopening plan. You know, so it's like this constant moving target. But you could almost see the league putting a spin on it going, oh, well, that's a good thing that you know more people aren't going to be out. And all they're worried about is their bubble. And that's what it comes down to. So tell me, I mean, and I don't know how definite they've been about it. What would the bubble be in Vegas? Are we talking one specific hotel? Or are we talking the one closest? Like, like, give me the lowdown on the actual bubble as you would see it in Vegas. I think there would probably be two would be my best guess. I don't know. I don't know you want to be clumping 10 teams into the same place. But, I mean, the proximity, if, if the MGM Grand Garden Arena is in play, we don't even know this from the league, Reed. Is, every, is the city, uh, what, in each, each hub city, going to have two game rinks? What's the formula going to be? I mean, it would make sense to me that you would play a round-robin game early, and then at the other rink, you would play a playoff game. And then because the, the round-robin game is going to be played with reg, uh, regular season rules, you know it's going to end. And then at night, you know, you come back and you have a playoff game in that rink. So are they planning on playing three games a day in each hub city? Uh, I think there's going to be no travel days per se. So, you know, normally you think back to the, the series we've seen in the past, that in, in every series, even though there's a travel day, usually there's an extra day off around game six. That those would just go away. There's no travel, so it would be every other day. Can't see them playing back-to-back, so they pick up a day or two there. We need to know the format. See, that's, that's interesting because I, I, I got the impression that if it's in Edmonton, Rogers Place is the competition ice surface and the downtown community rink, which is like an extra hundred feet to walk from the dressing rooms would be the practice and or morning skate rink. But you think in Vegas, they could actually have two competition ice surfaces. Well, I think it would behoove the league, wherever the hub cities are to have uh, two, two game rinks. Now that doesn't mean that's necessarily going to be the case. 
you know, if you so okay, you just say we're going to play two a day. You're, then you're dragging this thing's got to, the clock is the enemy, or is it? You know, I mean, now Reed, all of a sudden, I don't know if you've been hearing this. Uh, all the talk is that next year is going to start and begin at the Winter Classic. So maybe the clock isn't as big an enemy as we thought. It, the thing is, the goalposts keep moving, bud. I heard more about that in the past, a few weeks ago, that we could have fall playoffs maybe till November 15th, and then they might start a 60-game regular season for next year on January 1st. I, I haven't heard as much about that recently. I've certainly heard about it in, in the past. And, and you're right, they can say, this is the target, this is the target, and then they kind of might have to shrug their shoulders and say, oh, we didn't see that spike coming in City X. So, so now we're going to do this. I, I get what you're. I get what you're saying there. In, now, in terms of the numbers, in uh, is, is it Clark County? That's Vegas's county. Yeah, and then for basically, Vegas, Vegas, it's funny. I see Twitter. And I, I'll go all the way back when expansion was coming here. There were articles in Toronto. Oh, Vegas is six hundred thousand people. Yes, in you know, in the city proper, six hundred thousand. There's close to three million people here. That's like saying. You know, anybody that lived in Mississauga never went to a Leafs game. Right. That's a good point. And I have relatives in Mississauga, so I they're, they're the overlooked uh, they're the overlooked big city in Ontario. So, so the the cases like so you said six ninety seven. I saw I thought I might have saw there were seven hundred and thirty four or something today. Is this is like how much has it ramped up over the last couple of weeks, or has that number been sort of steady for a while now? No, it spiked last week. The numbers went up. Today, it was 697 new cases, four additional deaths. But I don't believe, you know, what, what's happening, nobody's going to the hospital. And uh, I I think it's a combination of a perfect storm with, okay, a lot of these cities reopened, but they're saying demographically, you know, it's a lot younger people are getting this thing. And, oh, by the way, we're two weeks about removed from all the public unrest and the protests. So it's almost like a perfect storm for these numbers to go through the roof. And I, I think you got to wait another week, and you're hoping that all of that stuff happened all at once, and you're hoping uh, 10 days from now the thing falls off the map again. But I'm no doctor. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm glad you added that because... <laughs> We, we we know we aren't, but we're reading a lot of stuff for the doctors oh, are are writing. So, all right. So Brian Blessing joining us. Sorry, go ahead. You know the other thing, Reed. I was just going to say that that the, the thing that's picking up some steam, and it was all about you know it's the integrity of the tournament, and the West Coast teams are going to go east, and the East Coast teams are going to go west. Now now the real buzz is out there. Is you know if it's if it's Edmonton, or say it's Edmonton and Toronto, or it's Vegas and Toronto, that the West is staying in the West and the East is staying in the East, and they'll live with the nightmare that would be, you know, Edmonton versus the Leafs in the final, or the Golden Knights versus the Leafs in the final. Because Lee, Ellen Reed, let's cut to the chase. It's all about TV. I mean, you know, you could have these guys on the on the East Coast, the Western Conference teams, playing games at ten thirty at night. They don't want to have these games on TV in the afternoon in the Pacific time zone. So all of a yeah. sudden now, forget it. The West is staying West and the East is staying East. Oh, and I, and I think it should be that way. I mean, okay, the last change is last change. 
And I don't know if there's going to be much home ice advantage for either. If you'll pick one of those three teams. So what the Oilers get to use their own dressing room, you know, like there's no yeah. fans well, in the building. So what Vegas, like how much, I don't think that's, that's much of an advantage. Right. But if, well, in, in, in several of those series, Edmonton wouldn't be favored or wouldn't have the higher points. and wouldn't be the home team anyway. And by, Oh, by the way, the round Robin games to me, I think these coaches, don't be short in a bench. They can say all the right things. Who cares if you win those stupid games? Use those games to build to a crescendo. You have the luxury to work on stuff. The other teams are fighting for their lives. And honestly, the only benefit of winning the round robin is you get the last change in game seven. That's the only benefit. That's it. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm curious how those round robin games would look right and i mean i mean if and if you lose the first two then who cares <laughs> like p- play your well, ahl team because you're going to be the fourth seed buddy you, you, you can make the case and no one's going to say it but you can make the case that any of these teams come out of the gate oh two you know in the play-in series are sitting there going well well doggone it boy ain't that a shame we lost and now you're sitting there you know, in the coin flip for Lafreniere. Well, I, I, I've, I've said that previous, Brian. I maybe even said it on your show when I was on a couple of weeks ago. In How many, in best of seven series, how many series that are 3-1 are we going to see to go to game five in these circumstances? I mean, it, it happens quite a bit now, right, where that team down 3-1, they still have some life. We've, I mean, there were never any 3-1 series comebacks until 1987, and now we get one almost every year, sometimes a couple. In these circumstances, if you're facing elimination, you know, unless it's obviously 3-2 or 3-3, if you're facing elimination, what's your hunger level to block every last oh, shot? And, you know? I, but I'm sitting in Vegas, you know, and, you know, you know you're going to sit here and try to handicap these things? Anybody like, okay, I kind of like Winnipeg over Calgary, right? I, I like Hellebuck a lot. Okay, great. But you're going to have to watch these games because they're all going to say the right thing. But at the end of the day, you're going to watch four or five teams out there go, look at these guys. If they're a shell of themselves, they're not into it. You, it's human nature. You just know it's going to happen. And then the other thing is when they vote, I, I don't know, but with each passing day, how many guys? How many guys may actually vote, or now they're putting the uh, opt-out clause in? How many players may actually say, "Yeah, you know what? No thanks, I don't want right. to do it." And I, and I think it's a it's a real concern. And then listen, the Armageddon thing is out there, and that's on you know Tuesday morning at Game Two of you know part. I'm just saying it, Sydney. Don't get mad at me. But on the morning at Game Two, you know Crosby test positive. Okay, well, you're out. Then you come back, you play the game, you come back the morning of game four, and now Malkin, Latang, Murray, Gensel. I mean, what do you, you know, what do you do with it? What do you do, bud, if a team gets it? That's an excellent concern, and my immediate silence indicated I don't have an answer. Though I know you're asking it rhetorically, no. but yeah, that's that's the thing. Like that's and what did we? You heard me read the little update there. Two baseball players have said, and I think there was a third, right? I believe there was a guy in Arizona as well who have just said, sorry, not doing it this year. Well, no, I mean, you could understand a guy like Domi, right? I mean, he's got health concerns. I mean, if he said, "I sorry, I'm not doing it, 
Uh, how about guys, guys at the tail end of their career? You know, you may, oh, well, it's your last chance to win the cup. But, you know, honestly, we don't know. We hope this thing's a virus that runs its course, and that's all she wrote. You don't know what, you know, if there are long-term ramifications to this thing. Guys on the tail end of their career on the back end go, you know what, it's not worth it to me. And I, I don't know if they'll release the, the vote, you know, when, when that comes out. And then now, now you're doing a CBA vote. Then you're doing a vote on where to play, how to play. And then you got the players inside fight, fight and saying, yeah, well, but the seven teams that aren't in the playoffs, why are they voting on this? They're not the ones leaving their families behind to go somewhere for six months. You know, it's a dog's breakfast, buddy. Yeah, yeah, this, it's it's pretty crazy. You brought up some great points. Brian Blessing joining us tonight at Inside Sports from the Vegas Hockey Hotline, longtime friend of the show ever since before the Golden Knights officially joined the National Hockey League. Uh, a couple other quick hitters for you. Speaking of the baseball season, 62 games. Can Brian Blessing take it seriously and or follow it? Uh, well, the beauty of being in Las Vegas, like it, it, it's, it's something to watch and to bet on, but I mean, you know, the asterisk thing, I, I don't know, you know, the, the level of seriousness you take. I will, I'll say this, full march to horse racing, golf, and NASCAR have pulled this off. And, and it's been wildly entertaining. I think those three sports, if you want to call them on the periphery, they're going to reap rewards down the road because people have been paying attention to something they've never looked cross-eyed at before. Brian, yesterday I watched the final couple holes and the playoffs of the uh, Utah Championship on the Corn Ferry Tour, and I hadn't even realized the Web.com Tour had changed its name to the Corn Ferry Tour. But yes, I was watching AAA golf yesterday afternoon. Uh huh. That that or that or a replay of uh, you know some Oilers game from 1984. <laughs> I I've told this story on on air. I struggle watching entire games now when I know what's going to happen, even if I know it was exciting, because because I think to myself, I can just go on YouTube and watch the condensed game with all the highlights in seven minutes. Why would I watch the four minutes of icings and offsides when nothing happened until the big moment? (laughs) I I can't watch anything I know the result of. About when this first started, the Sabres were showing – uh, you know, historic milestone games or whatever. And I fell asleep. I took a nap, and all of a sudden my phone blew up because I used to do the Sabres television broadcast. And all of a sudden my phone's blowing up. I'm like, well, what's going on? And I'm like, great, I put the TV on. I, I took a nap. I woke up, and I had red hair again. They, they showed us doing the introduction to the game, throwing it to Madison Square Garden. It was a nightmare. What, what year was the game from? I believe it was like 1990, 99, might have been the 99, 2000 years with Ashes. Well, that was the year they went to the final. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, I used, to have bright, I used to have bright orange hair, then it went to a cream sickle, and now I'm giving Santa Claus a run for his money. <laughs> well, you are a man who always brings gifts in the form of being an excellent sports radio show guest. So thanks for checking in, Brian. Who knows? Maybe we'll have to talk again tomorrow if it's Edmonton and Vegas or the Hub Cities. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, we get to talk about how Columbus and Pittsburgh are going to be hosting this thing. It'll be great. Yeah, some teams out of nowhere will all of a sudden get it. Hey, thanks for checking in, man. I, I know it's busy. I know it's crazy. Have a great show tomorrow. All right, pal. Thanks, Reed.
That is Brian Blessing from the Vegas Hockey Hotline, who's uh, always fun to talk to. And uh, he told you how he thinks it would work in Vegas or possibly some other things that could work in uh, in that city. So we, we think we're counting down to a Hub City announcement. Some- Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Sometime tomorrow. 780-496-0063 is the number to call or text. Quick timeout on Inside Sports. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Joaquin Gage will join us after the 7 o'clock news. It's always great to have Joaquin on the show. Kellen Kennedy back at the 630 Chad Broadcasting Compound. Kellen, hope you're doing well, old buddy. Doing good, Reed. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. Always good to talk to you. Happy to do the show. We are back to two hours. We went back to two hours last Monday, so 6 to 8 every weeknight here on 630 Chad. As I mentioned earlier, Wednesday will be Canada Day, so we'll have a best of show on that one and and no it's not going to be two hours of dead air all you smart acres out there the big l texting in to 780-496-0063 he says read huge oilers and nhl hockey fan truly miss it try to stay up on current pandemic news we have a son going to university in montreal and have just spent the last week debating whether or not he should fly home to see us for a couple of weeks almost committed and then the airlines chose to fill up their planes come july 1st so that's off the table i find the federal health warnings and the simultaneous reopening phases so contradictory the same can be applied globally seems so obvious there is going to be more spikes in cases and further restrictions so the question becomes not only how realistic is it the league should resume play but how responsible is it trying to carry out the playoffs at times, I think we should just wipe out this calendar year and attempt regular life again on January 1st, 2021. That is a very honest message coming in from the Big L tonight. Big L, I appreciate appreciate that. You have made a name for yourself as a texter on this show with your humor, but you have a heart as well, and I appreciate the honesty there. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure there are many of you facing uh, some of those similar decisions to the Big L. And, and I get it. I mean, you hear... Well, we got to open this. We got to open this. Oh, but you, but still social distance, or still like, and I, and I understand there's a lot of that. How do you do both? I, I've been reading a lot of stuff about masks lately. Uh, I was reading about how in Hong Kong, I think they had over ninety five percent mask usage uh, when this was first hitting them, and, and that helped them get through it. Uh, I think clearly in 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 Canada and the United States, there's not the same level of um, comfort and acceptance and maybe maybe in some cases willingness and just that familiarity with with wearing with wearing a mask like there might be in some other other parts of the world um i mean certainly there's no law about wearing a mask i've I've put one on when i've gone out to a store gone to the mall or, or, or things like that now i have golfed i haven't worn a mask when i've golfed but 
uh, you know, you can kind of stay away from people. So hopefully, uh, you know, that helps when I'm out there on the course. But uh, really fair text there from from Big L. I, I, there's a lot bouncing around in everybody's mind. And sometimes my mind even swings back and forth on, on how things should be or, or what you wish we should be doing. Fair comment for sure. 780-496-0063. Alberta today, 71 new cases. That is the most in a single day in the month of June, Edmonton's active cases, so just the active cases increased by 15 to 257. It was at 44 on June 1st. And and like Brian and I were talking about in Vegas, they're getting over 700 new cases per day, per day, while Edmonton just has about, you know, just under 260 active. Toronto has just over 600 active. Vegas getting more than that, or Clark County, I guess, Vegas getting more than that new cases per day see where the nhl is going to go with this all right joaquin gage coming up after the seven o'clock news really appreciate you tuning in it's inside sports on 6 30 chad 6 30 chad inside sports with reed wilkins weekdays at six on 6 30 chad